laughing to the bank. She can keep the push. I just want Hello and welcome to the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. My name is Ismael San Juan. All my friends call me Ish, so please call me Ish. What a what an interesting, interesting weekend of sports. When Bayana looks fucking insane. He looks like a cheat code. It's the NBA preseason, but he looks he looks insane. He looks better than he did in the summer league. And now I'm legitimate legitimately scared for Wemby and excited. Excited to see Wemby in the regular season. But he looks insane. Also, there's no more undefeated teams. The Eagles and the 49ers lose. And on Sunday Night Football, the Giants lose a heartbreak to the Bills. Good on the Giants for sticking in there with their backup, Tyra Taylor. If they if they maybe play the end of the second half or the first half better, then they might win that game. But the, the sad thing for the Giants is that they kind of look better with Tyra Taylor. Then with Daniel Jones. So we'll touch on that. We'll touch on Wemby. We'll touch on the um, Eagles and 49ers losing yesterday. No more undefeated teams in the NFL. And we'll also touch on the Giants versus Bills on this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Let's get started. First and foremost, like, have you guys been watching the NBA preseason? Um, I've been I've been getting a little feel of the NBA preseason. I think yesterday was the first time that we saw... Giannis and Lillard on the court at the same time so you know there's been some interesting stuff going on in the preseason I normally don't watch it too much just because it is the preseason it's almost like the NFL uh, whereas like the preseason matters very little even though it does warm up the teams but even if you go undefeated it doesn't really mean anything Kenny Pickett looked like the next next big thing at quarterback in the preseason and He's looked all right in the regular season, but definitely not like as good as he looked in the preseason. So anything you see in the preseason, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But what I'm seeing from Wemby, oh, my God, what I'm seeing from Wemby is is insane. Like all that potential that people were talking about. I kind of saw it in the in the in the summer league, but not to the extent that we're seeing it in the preseason. Like my, my dude is doing Euro steps. My dude is dunking on people. My dude is asking for a lob from the three-point line like this dude is insane I think the play that scared me the most was when he's like dribbling on the right side he's not even looking at the court he's running left and he just fades away and switches it that was nasty at 7-4 at 7-5 that's a Chico that's insane you can't stop that and he looks like he's getting a feel for the NBA now like the scary thing is (laughs) my fear is that he kind of has that Luka that Luca impact right away where he starts thinking that this, the Euro League was a little more difficult than the NBA, which is what kind of Luca was uh, has said in a couple of times. He's like, the defense is much harder over there than over here. It's easier to score in the NBA. People heard that and they got like up in arms like, oh, the NBA is the best league in the world. How could you ever say that? But, you know, there might be some validity to it. The NBA rules have have been changing over the last 10, 20 years for the for the offensive player, for someone to be able to get their bucket, for no more hand checking, a lot of no more like the three second rule. I know in Europe, uh, something like that, they're able to stand under the under the hoop more, if I remember correctly, or the international rules. So if Wemby starts feeling that way soon, like it's done. Or he's like, oh, dude, why am I, why am I even tripping about the NBA? Like it's 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 easier to score over here than it was in the Euro League. If he starts feeling that, if he starts getting that type of confidence in the NBA, 
with how he's moving with his dribbles, like it's it's GG's, man. It's over. It's bad for the league. Um, yeah, just looking at just looking at the preseason games, watching some of his highlights, dude looks nasty. He, like I know he's still not shooting like the best percentage in every game and stuff like that from three and stuff, but just the fluidity of his shot and like being able to pull up from three, like moving left and pulling up from three. And just doing stuff like that, it's it's insane, his potential. If I hope he stays healthy. Like, his body frame still looks very, very, uh, like, small and fragile. But thankfully, or hopefully, he has, <clears throat> you know, like, the first 10 years of KD's career type of injury luck. You know, before he tore his Achilles, uh, Kevin Durant was pretty much always healthy. So hopefully he has that type of career where he, yeah, he's a little scrawny. He's probably like the smallest guy on the on the court, um, bulk wise. But he he stays healthy. Like if his legs stay healthy, if if he if if his leg holds up, his knees, his ankles, man, the the potential for Wemby is literally through the roof. It's insane. It's insane. And I think someone on TikTok said it the best. They were like, I, "I'm kind of I'm kind of going from being excited for Wemby to being scared. I'm kind of on that boat too. Whereas like. I was excited to see, especially with all the hype that was going around, they're calling him like the best prospect ever. And just seeing a little bit of his Euro League highlights and stuff on stuff like that, like when he was abroad. I was excited. I was like, damn, this is gonna be sick if we were to see this type of player actually fulfill his potential. Now that I'm seeing him play in the preseason, I'm like, dude, like Popovich might be <laughs> we were kind of seeing Popovich and Bill Belichick kind of go on that same arc where they have these historic runs, they lose their main player or they lose star players, they lose the talent on their team. And now their teams are just doing terrible and you start going, like, looking back and you're like, you know, was it Bill Belichick or was it Tom Brady, like, taking credit away from Bill Belichick? Popovich was going on that same route where it's like, damn, was it really Pop? Or or did uh, Ginobili, Parker, and tim duncan carrying that team for the longest and then you know for a little bit quiet leonard was it them or was it pop a little bit of that conversation is coming like why is he why can't he make you know a lemonade with these lemons now now that he has Wemby, oh dude give pop one more player one or two more players and it's bad for the league it's bad for the league I'm legitimately scared to see what happens with this Spurs team. But we'll see. Could just be the preseason. We have to wait to see when we do it in the league. Thankfully, the NBA is almost all the way back, so we won't have to wait that long. But what do you guys think? Is Wemby, is Wemby going to be a problem Like right away like from the preseason? My dude looks like a monster. And there is no more undefeated teams. No more undefeated teams. The Browns beat the 49ers. 19 to 17 the eagles fall to the jets 14 to 20 that's pretty crazy stuff i think the one that we could see more like that didn't surprise us too much or like we could see kind of coming was the eagles losing to the jets yeah the eagles came in there undefeated yeah the jets have sack wilson as their quarterback and you know the early part of the season he was worst quarterback in the league and the jets were gonna go 0 and 16 or 1 and 15 one and sixteen since they beat the Bills, but everybody's down on the Jets. Everybody was down on Zach Wilson, but the Eagles have been winning ugly. So this might be a good thing for the Eagles actually, especially because their their schedule gets ugly. Their schedule gets tough. They got like the Cowboys twice, 
I think they got the Chargers in there. They got the 49ers. They, they got the Seahawks, I believe. They got a tough schedule coming up. So this is this might be the wake-up call that they needed right before that tough part of the schedule. They got the Dolphins like next week. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. The Dolphins will look hella good. We won't touch on them, but Dolphins look good this weekend. Um, Eagles fall to the Jets. Um, Robert Sala, after the game, was like, hey, we might not be 6-0, but we've made every quarterback look We've embarrassed every single quarterback. I don't know if that's true because Dak Prescott did look pretty good against him. But I like the feistiness. I like the spirit that the Jets are playing with. Um, Zach Wilson, by no means, is a top 10 or even top 15 quarterback. But he's doing enough now. He's doing enough where, you know, you can keep him out there. He, he didn't throw an interception yesterday. He didn't throw a touchdown. But he looked all right. He looked all right. He's doing just enough. He's making just enough throws where... He's keeping the Jets around. And with that defense, dude, as long as you don't make those turnovers, as long as you don't give the offense, like, good field position, as long as you just don't demoralize your defense, keep them high-spirited, keep them, you know, focused the whole game, they'll come through for you. They'll come through for you. That defense is legit. <clears throat> that defense is legit. The offense never looked looked too amazing, but they, they you know, they frustrated the Eagles the whole day. They were chasing Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, who honestly he hasn't played that well this season in any of the games. He's he hasn't looked like he's just firing on all cylinders. I don't know if it's the line. I don't know if it's the play calling, but it might be the play calling because it does look a little stagnant. It doesn't look ex- as explosive as it did last year. But you know, one touchdown, three interceptions. He had a kind of tough game. That that last interception kind of hurt him. Um, and but yeah. Are, are the Eagles done? By no means, no. I think, in my opinion, it's a good wake-up call. I, I was hanging out with my Eagles homie, Jake, the other day when they were, like, 3-0. and And I was like, are you are you happy with the 3-0? Or, like, would you have, like, the little wake-up call? Maybe, like, the Chiefs had against the Lions? He's like, nah, nah, it's, it's good. It's good. I think at this point, going into the tough, tough schedule and with the goals that the Eagles have, good wake-up call. Good wake-up call. Like, if... if if the Eagles still look bad next week against the Dolphins after losing to the Jets, like if nothing changes, if if this isn't a wake up call, then I'll be I'll panic, hit the panic button, hella hard, and you know you might start to bring down the expectations for the Eagles this year. But yeah, shout out to the Jets. They're going into their bye week at three and three, five hundred. Like that's crazy. Is Aaron Rodgers gonna come back this year? Is he gonna? break modern medicine and everything we think of modern medicine like he might he's already off the boot throwing the football like we'll see but the new york jets i think people are actually rooting for the jets like just if you're a free agent fan or if you're a neutral i think a lot of people are falling on the jets uh bandwagon and you know great win for the jets good wake of call for the eagles on the 49er side you know it's unfortunate that they had so many injuries during the game, they lost Debo, they lost uh, McCaffrey, they lost uh, Williams, the left tackle, for a little bit, but he came back. Tough loss. Purdy did have a tough game. Um, all the Purdy haters, naysayers, detractors—they're gonna—they're gonna love this. They're gonna—they're gonna run with this. But he did drive him down the field at the end for a potential game-winning field goal. Um, like I said. No, by no, by no metric or eye test or anything, did he have a good game? Twelve out of twenty-seven, one twenty-five, one touchdown, one interception. Not good, but he did drive him down the field for a game-winning field goal. 
who, who the kicker should have made, and he missed it. But, you know, everyone has an off game, especially with all the injuries he his, his team um, had during the game. Like, if you looked at the Sunday Night Football game, freaking Josh Allen had a terrible game until the fourth quarter. Got two tutties. We're probably not going to talk too much about Josh Allen game because he got it done. If Brock Purdy... Is if Brock Purdy's kicker Moody hits that game-winning field goal, we just chop it up to the game, and move on. So I think Brock Purdy's gonna be all right. I think the 49ers are gonna be all right, but the Cleveland Browns, good defense, man, good defense, three and two. Um, Deshaun Watson, I think he's missed two games now. If he comes back and gets any type of rhythm, they could be contenders in the NFC North. Like, don't count out the Cleveland Browns. That defense is legit. They might have the best defense in the league. Next to the 49ers, the Browns might have the best defense in the league. They're legit. They're for reals. They're tough. Um, but, yeah, no more undefeated teams in the NFL. I think uh, the the Dolphins team posted a picture about them getting together and being like, yup, we're the only team. We're the only team that's still undefeated in NFL history. So shout out to them. Shout out to those old-timers who still get together. That's goals right there. That's goals. And to wrap it up, the Bills beat the Giants 14-9 on Sunday Night Football. Pretty pretty entertaining game, not going to lie. It was it came down to the wire. It came down to the last play. So I can't really hate on the game too much, even though it, it did it did kind of feel like it didn't have that fluff throughout the middle. The ending was good. The ending was entertaining. The fourth quarter, especially with the Bills scoring all 14 points in the fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, Buffalo wins this game that a lot of people Damn near guaranteed they would win with Daniel Jones not playing. <clears throat> but before the game, I said, hey, the Giants have looked terrible on offense with Daniel Jones. And he's gotten sacked like crazy, a lot of it, which I think is his fault. So let's see how they do with Tyrod Taylor. Let's see how they do. And to a lot of people's surprise, three sacks allowed by the Giants with Tyrod Taylor as a quarterback. Uh, it could have been more. But I think people expected more with the injuries on the line for the Giants and them losing their left tackle during the game. But it just goes to show, like, sacks don't tell the whole story. Like, yeah, people are saying um, Daniel Jones has gotten sacked this many times. There, There's even that image comparing it to uh, Andrew Luck, start of his career, how many times he got sacked, and Daniel, Daniel Jones blows him out of the water. Like, he's gotten sacked way more times. But I saw someone online say this, and I think that's the perfect example. Like, we all saw the Super Bowl of the Chiefs versus the Bucks, and Mahomes was running for his life the whole time. And if you if you think of that game, you're like, damn, that line got destroyed. That was, like, one of the worst line performances that we've seen. Mahomes never had a chance. It's true. Like, they were injured, and the defensive line, middle linebackers or outside linebackers for the Bucks were on a sick one that day, and they're, they're good in of themselves. They only sacked him three times. Even though they were pressuring him like crazy, it's because Mahomes is smart and he throws the ball quick. He could, he could, you know, shift his protection. He does a lot of things that you don't see in the stats to prevent himself from getting sacked or at least showing it on the on the stats. Daniel Jones is the opposite. Like, he'll eat a sack with nobody. <laughs> like, he'll eat a sack for fun. Like, he has a chance to throw it away. He has a hot read. He'll just eat the sack. He'll just take it. He'll just take it. He'll just put, you know, bad down in distance. And, like, little stuff. Like, oh, dude, like, um, you know, 
the safeties in the box. Let me let me audible out of this running play into like just stuff like that. Or now I see one on one matchup. Like let, let me not keep this running play in here. He keeps the running play. They lose two yards. Now they're like on third and fourteen. Easy, like easy for the defense to just send the dogs out to get him. Stuff like that. Like, dude is not too smart, in my opinion. So, Tyra Taylor, in my opinion, looked better. It sucks for the Giants because they're paying Daniel Jones like $40 million a year. And the start of his $40 million a year. Like, they just paid him this offseason. But I think the Giants could have won this game. They should, probably should have won this game if they kicked that field goal before the half. If they do a little better clock management. Tyra Taylor, Tyra Taylor, by no means, played perfect. He made some good throws, though. But, like I said, this, this New York Giants offense... Hasn't scored a touchdown since it's been like three games. So it's been a minute. Um, they still didn't score one with the with the with Tyra Taylor under the helm. So I'm not like saying Tyra Taylor is like amazing, but um, he came in. You know, he's not the regular starter. He's not. Uh, he hasn't. He's not in rhythm. His line was even more depleted than when Daniel Jones was in. So for him to get there to get the start and not look terrible. Props to Tyra Taylor, especially against the Bills in Buffalo. Sunday Night Football, hella cold out. Props to Tyra Taylor. Uh, I do want to end on just saying that I think it was PI against Darren Waller at the end of the at the end of the game. He's clearly grabbing him on the shoulder, pulling his jersey, impeding him from raising his arm to to catch the ball. I think it's easy PI. Um, it's an easy PI. I don't know if it's in the in the situation, I don't know if it's easy to call two back to back PIs with no time left on the clock. That's a tough ask for the referee at in an away game. Like you gotta have a lot of cojones to do that. PI in the one, no time left, untimed down. You're gonna call another PI to extend the game again at in Buffalo away. It's the right call, but it takes some cojones to do it in that situation. And refs didn't do it. It's not super egregious call, but I did think it was PI. I did think the Giants should have had one shot. Would have would they have scored with another shot? Who knows, man? This is the fucking Giants. They they they're struggling to do anything on offense. But you know, it was entertaining for for the barometer that the rest of the league has set. Even the Giants, they're like 0 4. They've had four games in primetime already. For the barometer that the, the rest of the league has set this season for primetime games, this was one of the better ones. So not too bad of a game kept me watching to the end of the game and the bills squeak out a victory tyra taylor did he just start a quarterback controversy in the, in new york we'll see probably not because of the money but he did look better than daniel jones in my opinion but that should do it for this episode of the hearts and handle sports podcast as always if you made it to the end i really appreciate you thank you for supporting the show thank you for listening to the end i hope you have a great day peace when I slide, no sudden moves on my goons are stretching. Oh. And I'm taxing for the feet on my damn collection. Oh.